Before we get started today, I just wanted to take a minute to invite you to our next group consult. If you are a trauma treatment professional and want to gather with other like-minded professionals to gain support, insight, and share your own knowledge and resources, join us. You can present or you can just listen. This opportunity is open to all trauma treatment professionals. It will be held virtually and we will meet for one and a half hours. Don't miss it. Register and learn more at traumatreatmentcollective.com. Welcome to the Trauma Treatment Collective podcast. My name is Nina Keeler, a licensed marriage and family therapist and trauma specialist. In this space, we will share tips and tools on how to grow your trauma treatment skills while also keeping your own mental health in mind. Welcome to our first time listeners and welcome back to our followers. Today, we are talking about three things you can do to eliminate doubt in your trauma treatment journey. I've had my own experience with doubt, but I have also had the pleasure of walking with other trauma treatment professionals through our individual and group consult services. And struggling with doubt is a common issue in trauma treatment. So having some things to focus on to help you eliminate doubt is vital. First, let's start with some common questions you might find yourself asking. Here are a couple. Am I effective? Are they gonna get better? Am I helping? Are we stuck? Do I have the skills it takes to help this person? Any of these questions sound familiar for you. One of the biggest myths in the trauma treatment field is trainings and interventions directly equal confidence in the work. You will hear people say, oh, just give it yourself time. You will feel more confident in a little bit. Just give yourself time. Let me say this, trainings, interventions, and time are all good, but make sure that you are using all of these things to your benefit. Here's a couple of ways to ensure that you are moving towards more confidence in your trauma treatment. The first one we're gonna talk about is focusing on your own healing and boundaries. If you've been a part of the Trauma Treatment Collective community for any time, then you know I am a big proponent of you doing your own healing. So let's talk a little bit about that. We all have histories and we all have things that we might need to process and work through. So it's not a bad thing to have a history and work through that thing. We also need to take time to learn our triggers and even know what happens right before we're triggered, as well as how to ground ourselves and kind of settle ourselves in the moment so that we can use those skills in session. We also need to identify our boundaries. So being able to set the limit on when you're going to see clients, how many clients you're going to see, the type of clients you're going to see, all those things are going to help you to be able to better show up in a trauma treatment room. So here's the benefits of your own healing and boundaries. It gives you more capacity to hold space for others in the healing process. It also helps you take care of yourself in session and model that to your clients. You are continually exposing yourself to healing in different healing modalities. So I always encourage people that as you're doing your own healing journey, try out different things, try out different types of modalities that you might be interested in and get kind of a firsthand experience. It also keeps you healthy and protected from vicarious trauma. So those are some of the benefits. The next tip I'll talk about is narrowing in on your ideal client. So it's important to be able to identify your ideal client. And this does take time, but some of the things that you can do is 
create exposure for yourself. So connect with other trauma treatment professionals. Expose yourself to others' work. Be intentional about building your community so that you can see what's going on. This is the shameless plug. If you're not a part of our free uh, Trauma Treatment Collective online community, then please come over and join us. The other thing about narrowing in on your ideal client is experience. Try different client populations, experience different modalities in your own healing, and be curious and hungry. Set intention so that you can kind of be able to see what's out there and get an experience with what's out there. And then notice what gives you life. Which cases give you energy? Notice what is similar about these cases. Is there something about the age, the gender identity, sexual orientation, type of trauma that that person is working with? So this is going to help you to be able to identify what gives me life, what gives me energy, what helps me to feel like I'm doing good work. So the benefits of narrowing in on your ideal client is working with a population that energizes you helps you to identify appropriate types of training and gives a feeling of preparedness. So when I have an ideal client, then I really do know what they're bringing to the table because usually they start to kind of have similar experiences. And so then you can really kind of stack your toolbox, if you will, um, all the different modalities and interventions you use to really be able to have uh, some really good things to be able to help your clients work through. And then it also allows you to become clear on your boundaries and what types of trauma and clients that you'll work with. So that's just some of the benefits of narrowing in. And then the last tip I'll share with you is become comfortable with a protocol. This is one of my favorite tips. Protocol is basically a plan of treatment, a flow of the way you work. So trauma treatment can be complicated. It can be complex. It can be complicated. There's a lots of places to get lost in. So give yourself a tailor-made roadmap that helps you stay on course. Not just the protocol call of your treatment modality, but your own personal kind of protocol. How do you like to work? And start thinking about that. Start thinking about what is my personal protocol to trauma treatment? Some of the benefits of creating a protocol might be you have a framework that you can grow and change with over time. You have clarity on your process and you're able to verbalize your treatment approach with clarity and confidence. And you have a clear plan to access and adjust your practice to. So when you're working with clients, sometimes you may notice that, hey, we're getting off track a little bit or, hey, I don't even know how we got over here and started talking about this. What were we working on? That flow or that protocol can be a really great kind of, like I said, roadmap to kind of help you stay on track. So it's always a place to kind of come back to and, and assess kind of what's going on, where we're at and where we need to kind of pick up from. So those are the three things that are going to help increase your confidence in trauma treatment. Basically, I'll go over them again. Focus in on your own healing and boundaries. Narrow in on your ideal client and become comfortable with the protocol. My hope is that these have helped spark some curiosity for you and you're thinking a little bit about what areas you feel strong in and what areas you may have some challenges in. If you are interested in doing an individual consult, please reach out to us. We'd love to schedule one with you. If you are looking for group consults, stay tuned. We're going to be offering those here in the next upcoming months. So definitely stay tuned, stay connected with us, uh, and we'd love to have you in those as well. So. 
that is it for today. Take good care. I hope you enjoyed our episode for today. Just a quick reminder before you head out, just make sure you head over to the traumatreatmentcollective.com to learn more about our monthly group consults. We would love to have you join us.